Hi, I promised to talk about nutrition on the way to the rink because the other night I was parked in front of Starbucks and I was feeding my kid on our way to the rink and I thought to myself, gosh, this is a topic. It's something I've been working on for, well, I don't know, my son's been playing hockey for seven years and, you know, that's seven years of fitting in schoolwork and food and, um, you know, driving time and hockey practice and hockey games. Um, So, this is a big topic, so I want to break it down. Today, I was thinking just hitting it on one part of the subject, which is schedules, like eating time, how to time it out, because with all the thought I put into this, this is sort of my number one um, final conclusion, most valuable takeaway from all the effort I've put into figuring this out. And I do want to also say that um, I have a Bachelor of Science in Human Nutrition from McGill University in Montreal not a practicing nutritionist. As soon as I graduated, I started a food blog and I've made a, made a career out of writing and not about, not about um, clinical consultations. So I've completely left aside the counting of calories and the um, addition of nutrients and, and vitamins. I don't worry about that, but I learned a lot and um, I've stayed in the food industry. So anyways, here's the piece I want to talk about today, um, schedules. I've come to realize for eating and many things, having this discipline of doing things at a regular time every day um, seems to fix a lot of stuff in life. Anyways, most recently, last year, I read a book by Pamela Druckerman called Bringing Up Bebe. And I was kind of reading it just for fun because it was, I think the subtitle was One American... One, what one American mother learned bringing up a child in France. I don't know, French wisdom about bringing up kids or something, blah, blah, blah. And there was lots of good stuff in there, lots of fun stuff. Uh, but my favorite part was what she shared about French mealtimes, that they're very, very rigid as a culture, in her opinion, about what time they eat every day. And every time they eat every day, 8 o'clock, 8 a.m., 12 noon, 4 p.m., 8 p.m., all right? So typically, I'm trying to hit dinner time more like 5.30, 6.30, right? And we're always in hockey practice or going there or lacrosse practice or basketball practice or something. Anyways, so I thought, hey, let's give this a try. Why not? 4 o'clock seems like a good idea because my kids come out of school starving. So sure enough, when you aim for 4 o'clock as a main meal time, Knowing that you can top up again at 8 p.m., 4 o'clock, you can really serve your kids a lot of food because they come home really hungry. Or, you know, in transit, it's a good time to stop for stuff. Things aren't, restaurants aren't too busy. Um, You know, it's before the regular mealtime rush. And then generally by 8 in the evening, generally we're home from hockey practice. And generally, like, since I've started this, our family has had more meals together than we ever have before because we are usually all settled back into the house and then even doing getting them to do dishes help with dishes and clean up after is usually you know people are usually you know they're, they're settling in we're all at home and, and and I've had a much better time with that um, sometimes I get a little bit of competition with from the homework because the kids still have stuff to do that's another discussion we're working on that too and at eight o'clock at night when you're eating you know 
it's you don't want to eat a ton, right? Because you don't want to go to bed super full. But if you're, but the kids are usually fully hungry again for a whole other meal if they ate at four. And you know the hockey practice if they had that, they generated an appetite from that. So this is really working for me. I suggest to try it. I love it. Um, and then you know, and it's also some time I come to be able to share with my husband at that time because we're both home and we can kind of be in the kitchen together and and uh, sit down together so I'm liking that a lot and then basically the day is you know clean up after dinner and then it's time to start settling into bed so I guess the trick really is homework so uh, you got to fit that in sometime too between four and eight if you've got hockey practice and a commute but that was another conversation anyways the first point I wanted to make on the subject of food and uh, nutrition and hockey practice is is the meal times and four o'clock you know you can eat some in, in my son's case we can eat right at the school he's got a good cafeteria there that stocks smoothies and healthy things salads things that you know are kind of like compromised foods like ramen i got cut off there anyways i was just saying you know he he eats some sort of compromised foods too maybe some chips or some ramen or something that's not as good for him you know hot chocolate but these kids burn through so many calories that as long as he's having the fruits and vegetables and some good proteins and occasionally a whole grain, not really, not too much with him, but, you know, hashtag goals. Um, I don't worry too much about a few sort of chunkier foods because... Um, you know, I don't want to be on top of them all the time and create a really stressful situation. I, I personally believe it's better if eating is something he owns. He's, you know, autonomous. He's choosing. He's enjoying it. And then I just keep making sure those good foods are available. This is um, a specific approach that I got from a specific expert that I will share in another episode. Anyways, for now, I want to leave it at that. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I think, I think the schedules are the most important part and, and four o'clock and eight o'clock works with hockey practice. That's my piece on it. Anyways, I would love to hear from you guys. All right. Well, I'm going to sign out for the night and talk to you tomorrow.